Hi everyone, I'm Mark. And I'm Alex. And this is Final Stop for Final Fantasy Talks. Welcome everyone to our 15th episode here in Final Fantasy IX. We're continuing our playthrough. We just finished Trino. Just kind of a little note. We are about, I don't know, this is probably like the ninth episode in the Final Fantasy series. Kind of like a playthrough, walkthrough type of deal. So if you're new to the series, we would recommend, I believe it's episode 6 is the first one that we started out with Final Fantasy IX. Recommend going back, checking that out before you kind of continue this. Just because, you know, we're, we're going through the story and we're talking about a bunch of stuff like that. And so if you just aren't really that too keen on the info, it might be a little confusing for you. Yeah, exactly. Because we've been going on Final Fantasy IX for a little while here. So if you're just uh, listening to us now, it, it might be a little bit confusing, like Mark said. Because we're kind of in the middle of, uh, of the walkthrough on that. Or they talking through it. So, yeah. Exactly. We are going to move on in the story here. We got a couple little uh, wrote down oopsies that we had from last episode. Again, it was Trino, all things Trino. That's all we talked about was Trino. Well, in a tiny, tiny little bit of dally. So the first thing right off the bat was we said chainmail is the item that reduces wind by 50%. That's not true. It's earth damage for chainmail. Bronze armor is the one that reduces the wind damage. And right. kind of remember, this is important because we had that Griffin monster house enemy that we, we fought. And he, you know, does a lot of wind damage through arrow and era. And so, just kind of correcting ourselves on that. It's not chainmail, it's bronze armor. Yeah, I think I'm the one that said the chainmail on that. So, there And we, we also forgot to talk about, there was another thing that we totally didn't have time for was uh, talking about Quan's dwelling. Yeah, I also think we just, I mean, we definitely didn't have time for it. I think we also just completely forgot about it. Yeah, because we even, did. Yeah, we, we even talked about the open world outside of Trino. You know, you got the friendly encounter. But if you do kind of follow, so outside of Trino, if you follow that forest, kind of takes you up into the mountains a little bit, you'll see kind of like a door and you go into it. I mean, of course, it's question mark at first, so you don't know what it is. Head into it, and then it says Quan's dwelling. Now, if you did not go into the marsh, then you have no idea who Quan is at this point. Yeah, there's a little bit of information there, because I don't think that uh, Q's marsh is a requirement for advancing the story. And neither is this place either, but if you do happen to come here and you hadn't had onto Q's marsh or anything like that, there's a little bit of dialogue in there about Vivi uh, asking about his grandfather and right. all of that kind of stuff. So... This would be kind of confusing, but it's a really interesting place. You get a lot of backstory about Vivi on who he is and where he's from, really. So You get to find out who this bigot is. And so yeah. you go in, right, and it's kind of like a just kind of like a cavern almost is what it looks like. Mm -hmm. Not a whole lot. It's a very small area. There's a couple ethers. Now, here is the, the big thing in which, again, some of you who we were talking about the Stalazios last episode... You're probably a little upset that we didn't mention this. So Scorpio is down here. So if you actually go yeah. through, it's kind of like a little bridge. There's a rope you can climb down. And then near, I think it's an ether in the treasure chest. You kind of, it's just one of those things. You kind of just have to like brush against the wall and kind of ride it until the exclamation yeah. points. And then boom, yeah. you'll get Scorpio. So if you did, like me again, miss Cancer, 
This is your fourth Stelazio, which is really important because then that means that you can get Bloodsword still. And I did. Yeah. And oh man, <laughs> that's the first time I've ever had Bloodsword. Well, you know, at this point, at least, I think I steal it off the boss that's literally like at the end of the game. Pretty and, much, yeah. Dude, I mean, we talked about this yesterday. It's insane. The damage goes lot. up to about, you know, five plus, 500, mm -hmm. that is. And you heal for that. It's just like you literally make Steiner an impossible killing machine. Like, he Pretty just, much. he can't be killed and he kills everything. It's insane. Yeah. I mean, the only way that it doesn't work, it's happened to me before at certain points in the game, is if you attack an undead enemy, and it really uh. sucks because it heals them and hurts you. <laughs> so it probably kills okay. them because you're doing like 500 or 600 damage or something like that. It's pretty beast. Yeah, that's um, crazy. Yeah, one other thing I wanted to note when you were talking about the Stelazio and Quan's uh, dwelling. Yeah. So technically speaking at this point, since you can go back to Dali, I believe, Yes. And you really can't miss this, even if That's, you had, yeah. like what you said, the only missable one is Cancer, because you can't go to Burmesia at this point. Correct. You've got the two in Trino, Taurus and... Um, oh, uh, Gemini, I think? Gemini, yeah, you got it. Taurus and Gemini, you've got Ares, Becadali, and then Scorpio there, so pretty much no matter what, you can get the Blood Sword. Yeah, that's actually a really good point, because because you can go back to Dali right now. You, essentially, if you've missed all of them to this point, it doesn't matter. You can still just go pop in and grab them all real quick and get the Bloodsword. Which, you know, if you're just playing through and having fun, we recommend getting the Bloodsword. Yeah, definitely get the Bloodsword. Beating that dead horse of the Bloodsword. Anyways, continuing on Quan's dwelling. Another thing down when you're at the bottom is it's another kind of like a hot spring, which is awesome. Fun fact about that is Alex and I were literally just talking about it yesterday. I was playing at the time. It's funny because last episode he mentioned the Mandragoras in that forest and the yeah. chestnut ability and how it's very <laughs> dangerous when they get low. And like literally the first battle I fought them in the Mandragora used chestnut. He was near death and just killed Dagger. And then I I, put, I phoenix down her up, killed one, and then I was trying to kill the second one, and then he killed Marcus. I was like, oh my gosh, yeah. man, <laughs> it's yeah. dangerous. It's just such, it's just such a weird move too. It's like chestnut, and then they just like throw throw a chestnut at you, and it does yeah. about four hundred damage. Yeah, it's crazy. <laughs> I don't get that. And and so if you are fighting them out there and you're really hurting and you can make it to the door and you know don't don't push it too much just don't worry about wasting any healing things i mean just go in there touch the water boom you know everyone everyone's completely replenished and that's kind of it for that first screen then you and, and at this point it's just it's just kind of like a cave is no big deal but then you go in into a little bit further and then something kind of you know you you it starts to fill in on what the importance of this place is yeah, it's like a pantry or something. Once you go further, it's just a bunch of empty shelves, a table. Yeah. And weirdly enough, there's like a bathtub or something like that with a with a um, hatched egg in there. I can't remember exactly where it is, but if you look around the cabinets and things like that, I believe you get a little bit of text, or if you if you inspect the hatched egg or something, you get some text that says, uh, six months since I adopted Vivi, still too small to eat." <laughs> yeah. And so it kind of gives you that piece of information that yeah, this is where this is where Vivi was quote unquote born and yeah. where he grew up with Quan. 
Yeah, and because, I mean, just, you know, kind of tie it all in up to this point is, you know, we know that Vivi had his grandfather. We don't know why he didn't call him dad, but his grandfather. Yeah. And we know that his name is Quan. We also know that Vivi is just like the Black Mages. I mean, more or less, you know, that were being created in the underground Dali, which are out of, you know, eggs. And so we got the hatched egg. We got to no, it's it's pretty much like what you said, man. I think it's kind of to the right of the screen. And, and Dagger says something like, you know, it's there's markings on yeah. my wall to, like, measure height. So Quan was That's doing the I whole think. parent thing of, you know, making a little mark. Stand up there, making a little mark. And, yeah. and But he's not, it seems like he maybe he's not doing the more parental thing of trying to raise it. It's like, when can I eat this? I need it to be a little larger <laughs> so I can eat. <laughs> <laughs> and so that, that's kind of a little interesting um but i think what he means is that vivi's too small to eat well yeah exactly he's like i'm raising them it's, it's like fattening up a turkey you know he's like oh can't eat this yet <laughs> gotta gotta let him get a little larger first yeah. ridiculous but but anyways yeah and then if you continue out of that out of that little room so there's a there's an ether uh there's a little ladder that goes onto yep. a shelf there's a way to get an ether right there and then if you head out, there's a balcony with a clock. Yes. And you get some interesting info from the clock, right? Yeah. And so and this this area, too, don't forget this area. This area will tie in at the very end once you get a gold chocobo. Or I guess any kind of chocobo. Once, once you progress the chocobo hot and cold far enough, you will need to come back here. We'll get to that later. But there is that grandfather clock. And yet it says something like, you know, it, it stopped a week ago. And then it's like, that's when I left. So something like that. I'm, I'm not remembering it exactly, but basically yeah. that clock stopped at the same time when Dagger and the Tantalus troop left Alexandria. We're kind of seeing these timelines match up because also we know that Vivi was there as well, you know, with the Tantalus troop. And so that means, first of all, we're only a week into the story, if it even seems that legit, which it's true. And then second, that, you know, like what happened during this time? Yeah, I think it's something like the clock, it stopped about a week before they got to Alexandria or something like that, or they left Alexandria, I think. Yeah. And, you know, we were talking about it yesterday, and we'll get into this more as we progress the story, because I believe that's the time in which Vivi heads over to Alexandria. So about a week right. before the theater, the um, Tantalus performance and the theater ship and all that kind of stuff. So it's all just backstory to Vivi. His upbringing, where he's yeah. from, how he ended up in Alexandria, etc. Well, yeah, and even how old he is. I mean, we can pretty much right. speculate that he's not much older than six months, which is kind of just crazy Weird. to think about. But it's also yeah. a lot of this. I mean, the other thing that we talked about yesterday was, you know, as kids, a lot of this was went, whoof, right over our heads. You know, just yeah. didn't really think about it, didn't really care too much. You know, but now it kind of looks like. It's very interesting how intertwined it all is, and really it just kind of give you little little nuggets here and there that kind of you know Vivi's the mystery character here. You know, we got no idea yeah. at the moment of you know anything about him, and so we're kind of just getting a little bit more. So, anyways, that's pretty much all there is at Quan's. So now you do need to go into Gargan Rue to progress, right? We're getting into it. We want to get to Alexandria. Doc Tot's like, yo, we'll just use this thing that I made the the keen or whatever fix, and so. We're going to go into Garganru, but first, let's get to Bold Move instead. Alex, why don't you go ahead and start us off for Bold Move. Alright, so this week's Bold Move, mine is pretty basic, but I still think it was pretty funny. 
in Final Fantasy X, when Titus, he says this multiple times towards the end, it's just like, this is my story. <laughs> I know, right? It'll be how I want it to go. It's none of you guys else's story. This is, this is my story, okay? You keep saying it's your story, but it's my story too, you know? <laughs> Titus, bold move, man, being so selfish all the time. He's selfish. Well, it's okay, hold on. Do we have him to blame, though? Let's be real. In the very beginning, Oren said, this is your story. Oh, so yeah, I true. think I think it, he let it go to his head. <laughs> yeah, he did. Throughout, this, throughout the, uh, the game, it's just like, you know what? This really is my story. Thanks, Oren. Yeah, thanks, buddy. Empowered. He was empowered by Oren. All right, so... <laughs> Mine is in Final Fantasy XII, and it actually goes out to you. Well, well, not you, Alex. Well, I mean you, I guess, but any of you, all of you, all of us, because it is a very bold move to use magic near Entites. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, it really is. It's, it's scary, too. It's, you gotta be oh, a bold person. You see it out in the distance, you're like, uh, are we far enough away? Let's do it. Use fire, oh, and then it starts coming towards you cast in holy and you're like oh god run it's, it's just one of those things where you're like oh no gambits you know and then yeah, you yeah. start auto healing with cura and the next thing you see in the text box it's all like a noma in tight readies fire rock and you're like oh yeah run, you're trying to, exactly you're just you're fleeing at that point Right away, so hoping scary. at least someone lives. Yeah, when you see that text, you know you you need to like run out of that area quickly because it's an AOE attack. Yeah, yeah, can knock you out. Yep. So those are our bold moves for episode 15. We might be having something new coming your way. We're not exactly getting old, tired rather of bold moves, but <laughs> we like to we like to switch it up. And I think we're gonna start to forget a lot of the stuff. So. That's true. <laughs> We'll, we'll see what, what is to come, but let's get to Gargan Roo. So the first thing you see in Gargan Roo, though, is it's Machos, the Moogle. We've waited so long. Atlo's the first Machos. one. Now we see Machos or Mochos. I don't really know. You know, you got a letter to turn into him from Nazna, and that's it. <laughs> yep. He does, doesn't give you anything new. Uh, so now you're only down, you're down to one now, which is Atla to Monnev. Pretty lackluster there. And as well as is Gargan Rue, it's a little lackluster. So, you know, Doc taught you get down there and the uh, Mr. Nose himself is like, you know, I don't know where things are. And I have a written down here. He's like, you gotta find the lever. I can't remember. It's like, dude, Doc, there are literally two 12-foot <laughs> sections. Like, that's it. You go to the left, you go get a lever. It's like, it, it is uh, one screen pretty much, you know. Confused. It's so small. And then you go to the other side, and it's a tiny thing. It's like, this whole area has a square footage of like 100 square feet. Like, how do you not know <laughs> where this stuff is? Right. And, and I just got to point out, too, just in general with Final Fantasy, I always find this really funny with, like, you know, Dr. Tot running around. How does he have no encounters? Like, he's just walking around with these <laughs> yeah. crawler enemies and stuff that are basically... Could kill you. Yeah. He's just walking around. He's not worried about it. No, he's not worried about it. You got the dying Bermesia soldier that made that whole entire trek. And, and he didn't encounter <laughs> yeah. one enemy to Limblum. They've got no encounter zone somehow. Yeah. And no, and so you, you alluded to them. The crawler enemies are the only enemy in here. And it almost kind of looks like... If you watch the Tremor series movies... It almost kind of looks like them a little bit. 
They are whew, they are creepy looking things. And freaky. For the most part, they kind of just attacked me, and it did about 130, they... so not too alarming, but, you know, stronger. Yeah. There is another type of enemy, though, actually. So you might not have encountered it, but if you go out uh, to where those levers are at, you can get into fights with dragonflies, um, oh, which aren't okay. really all that difficult. Yeah, I think you get the crawlers out there as well, but you, you can also fight the dragonflies. They can be kind of annoying because they use this attack called Buzz that puts you in Berserk. And that's oh. pretty much the, the special move that they have. So for Steiner and Marcus, it's not a big deal. It kind of sucks for your magic users. Yeah, but, you know, at the same time, it is Dagger. And if you have a racket equipped, she's probably exactly. doing more damage than Marcus is. Right, right. It's so... Okay, so pretty lackluster enemies in here. I mean, a little, little bit stronger, so they are increasing a little bit. But other than that, I mean, you seriously, yes, you go to the left. It's like a lever, right? Then you have to go back to the right, and the, there's like a, an opening that has a button. Button doesn't do anything yet. You have to first then pull the lever, and then Doc's like, he come, no, he comes to you. He comes to you in this little tiny yeah. section that, you know, is measuring like maybe six and a half feet long. He sits there with his little foot tapping in his hand on his head. Yeah. Mm. Now, where was that button? It's like, dude, look to your right. You can throw a rock at it. Like, it is right there. That <laughs> literally is... says feed or something like that. <laughs> yeah, yeah it's wall. labeled. It's labeled at that. Yeah, he's all confused. Yeah, it's it, and he, he's the one that had this place restored. So you think, like, he would know. No. This is what we're dealing with, guys. This is, you know, this is the the, the man that's helping us, so let's hope it works out. This is out. the guy who's going to save us. <laughs> yeah, exactly. The guy who can't remember where the switch is. He's standing right next to it. He's right sitting there all confused. Oh, no, hmm. where where is that switch again? Where is that? Hmm. hmm. It's like, um, okay, let me hit it. Can't and then you get any. to see what the Gargan is, which, I mean, this whole system is quite interesting. I mean, you got yeah. this giant bug that carries, like, a, like a buggy. And it just goes like through a, a giant tunnel. It's so strange. Yeah, exactly. And just, who maintains any of this stuff? You know, the, the cart that's on there is all nice and clean and stuff. It just walks around yeah. with that and everything's fine. I, you all know that we get into this way too much and we think too logically about this. It's Final Fantasy, but it's just fun to think about. It, it is. You, I mean, that's that's the fun thing. It's, it's fun to enjoy it for what it is, and we do. But it's also very much fun to get realistic get it. with it because it is exactly. so non-realistic and it's just yeah i mean because seriously yeah you're right the little cart comes and it's like man this thing's got a new coat clean. of wax on it like who did this <laughs> yeah, it's clean and nicely maintained and everything <laughs> yeah. so that's yeah that's it like you you know say goodbye to doc tot an interesting thing i wish i got a screenshot of this doc tot further now trino in general for steiner was a pretty big deal. Doc Tot kind of even further planted more seeds of wisdom, shall we say. Baku kind of got the ball rolling. I forget exactly what Steiner said. Doc was like protector, and he mm -hmm. was basically just like, you know, I don't know, if I follow my duty, you know, that's what it is. And then Doc was like, I seriously hope that you don't think that. You know, yeah. it's like at some point you are going to have to think for yourself to protect the princess. Yep, it's really about to, the ball is about to drop for Steiner as far as his loyalty to the queen. It's really, his world is about to be turned upside down. And you're right, you know, it's been slowly building up to this point where all the way back from Southgate, you now still hating on Tantalus, still hating Baku, and then yeah. begrudgingly going along to get the super soft. And, and then, yeah, that scene where it's something along the lines of, yeah, his duty and uh, protecting the princess. 
So that's a good point. Yeah. Well, then you off you go. You're on the the little bug with the gargan, I guess, and mm-hmm. you got a boss fight. Here we go. It stops. You yeah. know, they're like, "What's going on?" They hop it down into the tunnel, and I'm gonna I'm gonna butcher this name, man. Ralvurov. Oh. <laughs> it's like Ravalamungo or something like that. I I know exactly what you mean because I could never say it, but it's like Ravalamugo or. Well, it's it's yeah no it's well it's Ral it's, uh, Ralvurov. I think it's that oh. Ral Ralvurov. I don't know. Regardless, there's Whatever. an H V A at the end. So Ralvurov, pretty lackluster boss man. First off, the steals. Well, you can steal a bone wrist, which you were literally just able to buy. It's yeah, it's good. Pretty, it's an upgrade, but you I mean you could just buy them. But what's the big like one? Like three hundred gil. Um, I, you can get a mithril fork, which is pretty awesome. But I don't know if I've ever had that much luck getting that one. I'm not sure what the rate. Oh man. How hard it is to steal, but that's I, a pretty decent one. Here I come with my lording over. Literally, yeah. first two steals: bone wrist, then mithril fork. Seriously? Yeah. Oh man, you've been getting lucky this way through. I feel. Yeah, like. I mean that's the thing. I that's <laughs> I some know. of the some of the times when you rattle off the uh, the percentage chances. I'm just like, whoa, really? <laughs> like, I yeah. Got, I got lucky. Next thing you're gonna tell me that you stole the mithril sword from Beatrix <laughs> back in Bernicia. <laughs> yeah, I didn't want to rub it in at the time, but yeah, I actually stole two of, of them. I don't know how it happened, but no. <laughs> But regardless, that is th- those are the only two items that it has. Do you what is do you know what Devil's Kiss does? What does Devil Kiss I do? I do. Flicks poison. So like you might have had a antibody? tenth of the time. Maybe. <laughs> I mean, I it know. just I never reflected it. Like that's that's interesting. I mean, I don't know if it's um it's probably not a hundred percent then. No, it's definitely not. Yeah, it's one of those things. Of those things does it even do damage or is it, it just does like poison? five to eight damage is what i was encountering so that's what i'm saying like okay so oh. it'd come in an attack and in dude i mean it was, it was about along with crawler enemies you know i mean it was doing about 140 ish so nothing crazy and then it would do devil's kiss and it kept doing it and i'm like okay clearly this has to be doing something it's a named attack but i'm like nothing's happening and i didn't have antibody on you know so it didn't say immune or anything like that it just it just never applied it it's weird yeah yeah that that's an annoying one and then i think he has if i remember correctly is this the one that has the um uh, string tack it is so okay that's the one it will slow so yep it was used on garnet but it wasn't really a big deal because steiner just went to town on it i i didn't (laughs) attack with steiner at all until i you know i had all the saves and as soon as marcus said you know has nothing to steal Boom, I, I, I unleashed Steiner in his blood sword. And then, you know, so I, he attacked a couple times, then he got a counterattack in, and then he attacked one more time, and that was that. So I think its health is probably around, like, maybe 2,500 to 3,000. I mean, it was just super easy, super easy. And, of course, it would have been easy even without the blood sword, you know. Yeah, it is a pretty easy boss. I don't, I don't think it was the point to give you a super hard boss right now anyways. So that said... We have a little bit more to get to, but before we do that, let's do seed trivia. So Alex is on his rank 11 test. I think he's on like a four or five test win spree right now. <laughs> let's see if you can keep that I'm going. Fire. Yeah, you're on fire. All right, man. Starting it out on Final Fantasy 13. The Up in Arms shop is the first one available. False. Final Fantasy 12. 
The Uratan Exile will show up in, I guess, Ogir? Ogir Yensa? I can't, I can't remember how to say that one. Ogir, Ogir Yensa Sansi. There we go. After killing a hundred Uratan enemies. True. Moving on. Final Fantasy X-2. Barkeep plays a key role in getting a 100% playthrough. Oh yeah, that that is true. I'm playing through that right now, and <laughs> that's, that's a good one, though. All right, Final Fantasy X. You must complete the butterfly hunt in under 45 seconds to get the prize. Um, 45 seconds. Oh man, I'm gonna say false on that. I think it might be 60 seconds. Final Fantasy IX. Flutes are considered ranged weapons. That's false. Final Fantasy VIII. I'm going to need you to really concentrate on this one, right? <laughs> Squall accidentally left the dryer in high heat, and that's why his jacket is so small. <laughs> I was always wondering why that happened. I mean, seriously, does this guy not know how to do his laundry? True. Alright, finishing up Final Fantasy VII. Red's level 3 limit breaks are Howling Moon and Earth Rave. It's true. Alright, let's recap, man. Final Fantasy 13 up in arms. Well, it is very early, but it is not the first, so, so you got it correct. It's not the Unicorn first one Uni Unicorn Shop is, because, you know, what, what other shop would be the first one in Final Fantasy 13? Of course, it'd be the Unicorn Shop. <laughs> Final Fantasy 12. So, in case no one did know this there is a rare spawn and his name is the uritan exile and he will only show up by killing a hundred uritan enemies in that zone so i mean yeah i mean you gotta get a chain i think right no well so you don't have to actually get a chain but you do have to kill a hundred of them so a chain helps you know because obviously that helps you kind of keep track of what you're at but that's it's crazy and then you kill him and it's like that one <laughs> He sucks, you know, like, I mean, he's super easy, he doesn't drop anything good, it's just, uh, just for fun, I guess. It's just kind of sidetracking, but he can drop, like, a katana or something like that that's pretty good at that point, but... Okay. The drop rate is so low that, yeah, I don't think well, you can really rely on it. Yeah, and the process to getting him is so long. Exactly. It's like a kotetsu or something. Gotcha. We'll go to the next question. Final Fantasy X-2, Barkeep. He is, you guessed it, the Barkeep on the airship. And he does play a key role. He plays a very key role. In fact, you have to rest at his inn every single chapter. Please don't forget. It's the first thing you do every single time you get to the new chapter. And if you do it in all five chapters, well, Brother will go have a very in-depth conversation with him. A heart-to-heart, -heart, if you will, about his, uh, let's just say infatuation with Yuna, I guess. Let's just say that. That's a good, good yeah. word. But yes. It's funny, I forgot about that scene. I don't, why would you want to remember that scene? Anyways, <laughs> Final Fantasy X. You got it correct, but, so... This one was a little, I was going to kind of, you know, be maybe leaning on it because some of these timed ones are a little hard to get because it is false, but it's actually you only get 30 seconds is all you get. Oh, really? Yeah. Mm, I haven't done that in a while. I've, dude, I've not done that one in a long time. I mean, I usually don't do that one in my playthroughs, you know, I just kind of leave it for never. All right, Final Fantasy IX. Flutes are not considered ranged weapons, so you got that right. But why aren't flutes considered ranged weapons? She's literally blowing music. Or does she actually go and hit them? I can't remember. I don't know. Well, yeah, no, okay. So, Aiko, she actually, like, runs up and does, like, and a little smacks somersault. smacks him with the flute. Yeah, I don't know 
what that has to do with a flute. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> see, that's saying. what... It's when not like a Pied Piper these, type of deal. I don't get it. When you get into these attacks, they don't really make any sense, because she doesn't even need a flute. She can just go and do the somersault, like, <laughs> 60 <laughs> no, damage no. anyways. But No, you have to have the flute to do it. It enables her... It gives her tumbling abilities, is what it does. Alright, Final Fantasy VIII. Well, Squall, yes, he sucks at laundry. He didn't use enough Tide, and he then put it in the dryer, left it on a high heat, and that's what shrunk. I mean, clearly that's the only explanation. Why is this dude wearing a jacket that doesn't even go down halfway his torso? It's <laughs> <laughs> just this Final Fantasy fashion that doesn't make any sense. Correct. Meanwhile, his sleeves are normal length. But anyways, Final yeah. Fantasy VII Red's level three limit breaks are Howling Moon and Earth Rave. So man, you clean sweeped it again. You got the nice. rank eleven test. <laughs> You're rolling. Hey, though sometimes you just know them. That's true. That's true. Good and I'm questions. trying my best to to just gloss over the very obscure ones that I don't think anyone's gonna know. But. Well, I mean, because it was like a while ago. Um, I remember you had some questions on where you know I was failing it. Pretty often, you ask questions about like paradigm names and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. Fantasy Those are incredibly difficult. So you know, we'll we'll find our balance. Yeah, we will. We will. Good job, rank eleven in the bag. And let's go ahead and switch back to nine to finish up what we have left. So there's actually only a little bit left that we're going to talk about here because once we kind of get through this next bit, the shift focuses back onto Zidane and company and, you know, you kind of are there again for a while. We're kind of going back and forth. But before it shifts, we get to Alexandria. So, you know, everyone's there. It's, of course, it's just Marcus, Steiner, and Dagger. And everyone's super excited. They're, they they made it. They're in Alexandria. But it looks a little different, doesn't it? Yeah, exactly. So you kind of end up in this. Well, you're in you're in kind of like the Gargan Rue area, which you've never seen before. No, you've got Dagger, Steiner, and Marcus all running up, and they're trying to get trying to get there as quickly as they can. And she stops, and she's just like, "Wait a minute, Doctor Tot told me something about this place. Like it was built, helped defend the castle." Yeah. And then Steiner's just like, "Oh, we don't have time for that," but should have listened should have listened yeah because i mean you nailed it she's like you know my ancestors dr Todd told me about my ancestors made this place to stop invasions or something like that and and she was about to explain more and talk about more because she's like wait hold on darn rusty man princess no time for stories and then <laughs> boom just a story yeah it's just yeah. a story boom that gate goes up and then kind of actually tying in to what you just said, man, about the progression, before we went to see trivia, that is, about the progression with Steiner and how he still, first thing, he turns to Marcus, you did this! Yeah, and exactly. It's, and it's like, dude, calm down, man. He's He wants to go just as badly as you do to Alexandria. He's got to save his bro, bro, okay? <laughs> and it's always funny how much time is always spent in these dialogues. Now, obviously, it's an infinite amount of time if you don't, like, you know, press A or X or whatever. But can you just imagine them sitting down there? Zorn. So, okay, let me spoil it. Zorn and Thorn come out after they trap them both sides with the gate. Front one went up. Where they had a they had a minute to escape, and that's exactly what Marcus says. 
because the very first thing, the first gate goes up, barring their um, the, the way up to the castle, right. so they can head back the way that they came. And of course, they're just standing there. And then the second gate comes up, and they're locked in this little. You know, they've got they're locked in on all sides, pretty much. Yep, on all sides. And yeah, and then of course, Zorn's Thorn come out, and they say that the Elephant Lady had them arrested. If if you if anyone noticed, of course you probably do. I like calling them the nicknames that they are given by other characters in the game, such as Rusty. So Braun is Elephant Later Lady, rather, in which Kuja named her so nicely in the auction house back in Trino. She ordered for their arrest, dagger included, and still you got this like this whole just absolute Steiner is just like you're lying, you know, like no way the queen would never lies. do this. Yeah, lies. Yeah, lies. Always like that, and he's doing the jump up and down thing with his fists, like yep. ah, ching, ching, so ching, ching. <laughs> yep. And yeah. and so you know, but but at that point, I mean, you know, daggers like take me to the queen, and that's what Sorenthorn are going to do anyways. You know, whether you like it or not, it's like well, that's what she wants. Up until this point, you haven't really had definitive, I guess, a definitive conclusion on what the Black Waltzes were all about. Right? True. And it was up until this point where. They, uh, Dagger and Steiner were kind of naive to the fact that all of that was to try and capture her and take her back. I mean, they kind of knew, but they didn't know um, who was behind the Black Waltzes, all of yeah. that kind of stuff. And now, you know, after Zorn and Thorn said that, you still got Steiner in denial, going lies. Um, you've got Dagger, who still thinks that she even has a say in the situation. Yeah. They're all kind of flabbergasted when it turns out that Zorn and Thorn are just like, oh, you're going to go see her whether you like it or not. So, yeah, it's a pretty interesting part in the story where you finally realize that Ingron does not care. She just wants Dagger for something, and she'd been trying to capture her. Yep, trying to get her back. Which we kind of maybe know one thing is way back, way back, when Beatrice is talking to Braun right after the ship escapes. You know, Beatrice says, and she has the pendant. So that's right. That's all we know. But that's such a small detail. You may have forgotten this. Well, so what was the pendant? Maybe you know. Maybe that's why she wants her back. You know. You know. So on and so forth. Anyways, we are now to Zidane and company. Here they are. There. It basically picks up right where we left off. They just got their butt whooped by the before mentioned Beatrice, and they're recovering. Yeah, they can go. You know. Can you stand up? Yes, yes, yes. And they're like, okay, we need to go to Clara. Essentially, that's 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 where you're at. You basically just, it puts you in the open world. I, of course, because I missed it, went back and got cancer. <laughs> you can go back. I did not go any further in, but I'm assuming you could pretty much go back and do absolutely anything that's there. You might not be able to go all the way. I didn't try. That might be something interesting to go see, like, what all you can do. Is still skin still there, you know, and all that stuff. But you can backtrack in at least a little bit to get the cancer if you missed it really at this point it's just man you got you should have a ton of new items from the synth synthesis shop in trino if you yeah. did get that mithril fork for kina i mean it's a huge upgrade i think her i think her attack went from like maybe 34 something to 42 you know regardless it jumps to 42 which that that's just insane you know and so pretty big upgrade there of course again you have all the synthesis you should have a plethora of accessories now which is pretty sweet yeah, and that's actually something that we kind of forgot to mention, or we might have briefly mentioned it, but you're back at Trino, there's a whole bunch of items there that you're going to want to get extra of so that you can have some more for uh, Zidane, Evie, 
Freya and Kina. Right. Because at this point, you've got the bone wrists, you've got chainmail. Bandana. Um, you've got all of those. Yeah, bandana is a really big one to learn insomniac and stuff like that. And you've got all of that new synthesis stuff because, of course, Mesia, you just have the Moogle selling the same old stuff. So yeah. there really is no opportunity to go back to Trino or any shop for that matter to get that stuff again. That's right. So if you already did, then sorry. But <laughs> but yeah, no. Just buy a couple extras, what it is. And yeah, make sure you check out that synthesis shop in Trino. There's some really good accessories. Other than that, that is where we're going to end it. We will pick up with Clara. Clara, 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 in the next episode because that's another doozy there. I mean, there, it's kind of hard to fit some of these single area, you know, places into one episode because there's just so much that happens. But that's what we're going to do again. So, you know, be prepared. But regardless, as always, we thank you all for hanging out with us, for listening, for supporting us. We really do appreciate it. You know, this wouldn't be possible if we weren't getting support and listens, and so we thank you all for that. And I'm Mark. I'm Alex. And this is Final Stop for Final Fantasy Talks.